Hello, everybody. We back at it. We're back, baby. A new week. A long it's, week. It's cooler than it was a couple days ago. Oh, hell yeah. That heat wave was smacking us around like some bitches. But guess what, man? It's another episode of the Don't Be Mad podcast. Yup. I'm your boy as always. At Lefty Lucky underscore. Real name Matthew. Here, my man. Yep, the one and only Jamali. You know what I mean? We're just kicking back. And you know what? It's just the two of us again, which is blessed, man. We always get it popping. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no third wheel. No third wheels necessary. We're two wheel. We're, we're a rocket pocket, baby. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Jason. He Missing ap- another one. He apparently had plans, I guess. Whatever. Whatever. Plans too big for the podcast. I hope so. But we'll see. I hope he's making money. <laughs> Let's go. I doubt it, though. Anyways, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in once again. And this week, we're going to keep it light. Because I know, like, last week's episode, we were, like, catching up on stories. And we were really going in a lot of, like, deep conversation. So this time around, we're just going to talk about some sports. Yeah. You know, we're going to maybe talk about some TV shows. Maybe even going a little bit of Nicki Minaj because she's been wiling out. Very much so. So it might be a bit of a shorter episode, you know? I at the same would. time, like, let me give a shout out to my old roommate, my best friend, Epi. I'm not going to give his real name because y'all don't deserve it. My brother from another mother, White Chocolate, <laughs> the Big Bear. <laughs> I got many nicknames for him, so I'm not even going to go through the list. But either way, I just want to give him a happy shout out on his Dirty 30. After we record this, we're going to meet up with him. We're going to have a couple drinks and make sure he's nice and sloppy that his fiance could take care of him. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a good time. So, uh, Jamal, how was your week, man? What were you doing this week? Same as I do every other week. Nothing? Work. Work. (laughs) We all work. work, Yep. Keeping cool. Trying to survive, man. I'm glad you weren't. Part of the 50 plus that unfortunately passed away from the heat. Nah, I stay hydrated. Fucked up situation, man. Like, it was so hot this week that we lost a lot of lives. But honestly, man, like, guys, stay hydrated. I know it's like, it's Friday. It's cooler now. But either way, like, stay hydrated because the heat's going to come back. And check on your loved ones, man. Yeah, for sure, man. A phone call, a text goes a long way. Yeah, man. Especially the elders. You know, check on them. got to do Make what you sure got to do, good. man. All right, so we just hit the ground running? Might as well, man. LeBron is a Laker. Very sad. Bro. It was a sad day. This is, honestly, I kind of wish Jason was here because I know I wanted to see how he reacted to LeBron being Laker because he's one of the biggest LeBron haters that we know. And he's a big Laker fan. Well, he's a Kobe dick writer, but. Yeah, that's what he is. He, he claims to be a Laker fan, but I can't remember the last time he watched an actual Laker game. Well, I mean, and, I wouldn't watch it either, would you? Dude, I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and... You haven't watched them either? Dude, I have. Really? Unfortunately. I feel bad for you. I've been struggling out here in these streets, okay? You can't get those minutes back, could you? No, I can't. Uh, They're gone. <laughs> I watched hoping, like, yo, maybe today's the day. <laughs> Today nah, was never the day. Nah, that day's I think not we had coming. about 22 days. That was it. <laughs> You're very generous. Yo. How many wins you guys had last season? I think we had 22 wins last season. Out of 82 that. games? That's horrible, bro. I was expecting more. But I was there. I, I was there. I was cool. crying. I was suffering. I was drinking heavy, which 
heightened my tolerance, but I was there. What do you think about this whole LeBron thing? It makes sense. And all honestly, like I, I expect, like especially when they were talking about how they were looking at schools in LA, and this was like during the season. For his personal life, it makes sense. No, one hundred percent. But that's what I mean. Like, like everything about it. I was not shocked that it happened. No, no, neither was I. But I'm talking about from a sports perspective. Yeah. And I mean, like, you and I, like, we've had many conversations about this, like, where we felt he would land. Right. And, like, I was looking at the situation being like, he's not going to leave the Cavs and go into a situation where he has to be the GM, the coach, and, like, all that stuff all over again. Right. And the everything man on the court. He's going to go to a team where he doesn't have to play 48 minutes a game. And he can trust that the front court is going to be there for him. And understand, yeah, Lakers are not a finals team, but they're an up-and-coming team. There's a lot of young talent there. On that note, let me just stop you. The last Cavs team was not a final team. (laughs) But they made it. Exactly. But he went to a team in the West where he trusts the management. Most definitely. I mean, mean, Magic Magic Johnson's Johnson's doing his thing. He's doing his thing, and like he's he's putting the pieces together so that they could be a playoff team, right? And I feel like that's the biggest thing that people aren't noticing right now, because I mean, like we've gone through what eight seasons of LeBron making it to the final, that for him to essentially like quote unquote downgrade, people think that's like him fucking off his legacy. But in all honesty, like he signs four years with the Lakers. Yep, no opt out options. No op exact, but I don't think he was eligible to get an opt out option. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, like I, I read an article I that, think that he said could that have. maybe, but like from a few things that I had heard, he wasn't eligible to get one. So with that, like you're four years with the Lakers, no opt out, no no, the opt out would have been eligible. It was a trade clause that he wasn't right. eligible for. But you're going to a situation where, like I said, like you have a management that you can trust where you don't have to be there every time they're trying to make a decision then on top of that you have a lot of young talented players there that you can work with that you can build with that at the same time you do not have to be the everything man yeah but you also have a bad coach oh no Longley no he's not that bad Longley Luke Luke Walton Walton sorry Longley bro you're mistaking my Luke's I'm mistaking my Luke's Walton he's a bad coach I do not think he's a bad coach. He's a terrible coach. Now, I'll tell you why I say this. Why? We take Lonzo Ball, for example. Now, if you were watching Lonzo Ball back in, well, his one year with UCLA, or if you look at some of his games, you know, back at Chino Hills, he's a player that needs to stay on the court. And I think the way he played this kid this season showed that he didn't know who he was playing. Lonzo would go in for six minutes, come out, play dead minutes at the end of a game. And, you know, obviously the world is, you know, their eyes are on him because of his father. And I think that's where he needs to understand. And I think that's where the problem is going to be. If there's going to be a problem with LeBron, with the Lakers organization, it's not going to be management like it was with Cleveland. It's not going to be ownership. It's going to be with coaching. And I think that's where either... They're going to have to make a switch or LeBron's going to have to play some role. And I don't think he has a problem playing coach. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did it in Miami. He did it when he went back to Cleveland and before he left from Cleveland. I think that's the only problem. Secondly, I also don't like the pickups they got, man. 
other than LeBron, who they got? Lance Stevenson. You don't like Rondo? Rondo. Dude, Rondo's a passer. Rondo's amazing. But they got Javel McGee. Okay, no. Javel McGee is there for defense and he's there for rebounds. When you have that type of situation coupled in with Rondo, and understand Rondo is a pass first point. Like he's a one oh, of he's the a pure, pure, purest point, point guard. Yeah, him and Chris Paul. I look at it like you have somebody who makes sure LeBron doesn't have to bring up the ball every single play, which right. is what he was doing with the Cavaliers. Right. On top of that, he, Rondo doesn't make stupid passes. No, 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 no. Rondo's a guy that's literally like he will run the play, and if you're not in position, you're not seeing the ball. Oh, absolutely which not. Is, which is another thing that I think is good because now Lonzo has to fight for his position. Which which I find to be, you know, like I think we look at Lonzo too much of like, you know, the expectation was way too high, clearly. No, 100%. And I think it, it's a matter of what his father was doing. Right. And on top of the fact that the expectations of the media, right. because they kept feeding fuel to that fire, made it look like he was bigger than life when at the end of the day, he's still a rookie. And like you were saying with like his minutes, as a rookie, there unless you're just one of those anomalies, like like you are a LeBron who comes from high school and right. just like right off the bat, we know you're gonna be a dominant player. Right. There aren't many people who's come from the college system who we knew right away is gonna be playing twenty five plus minutes a game and gonna be dominating. Carmelo did. And looking at the Lakers last year, they were a team full of new, young talent trying to stake their claim. Kuzma was their top scorer at 19 points a game. Kuzma is nice. I like He's that He's very kid. nice. And he has his potential, his ceiling is very high. I don't think but he has But it's understanding like, that's the type of team that the Lakers were. So, yeah, I, I get your understanding of like, yeah, Lonzo has to be on the court. He has to play more. I get that. He has to find some sort of rhythm. Yeah, and, and I'm with you on that. But at the same time, I'm not mistaken in what Walton did as far as the minutes go for him because you're assessing so much talent at once because you knew that season was essentially a who are we keeping here because we know next season we're looking to get two big-name people to come here and be the stars. So it's a matter of how good are you without stars? And if we bring a star in, depending on who that star is, how does your style of play facilitate to that star we hope to bring? And we all know the stars that they mainly had in mind were Paul George and Kawhi. LeBron too. LeBron too, to an extent. Because I think but, I think that's but mostly, why... But it was mostly Paul George and Kawhi. No, I think LeBron... Like, I think they, they, it was mostly LeBron. And I tell you why I think it was LeBron. If you look at their trade... To the Cleveland Cavs by sending over Clarkson and Larry Nance, you're just making cap space, baby. No, of course. And I think that's no, when uh, I that, agree with you. That's that. where the deal was but to why, get LeBron. Why I say Paul George especially is because when that whole situation happened with OKC, where he went over there, it was with the understanding that he would only be there for a season because he was talking so big about LA. Everybody knew he wanted to play in LA, right. or at least that's what we all thought. Right. And it, it was the thing. It's like, whoever gets him, it's going to be on a loan. You're getting him for a season. He's going to play with you. And then, boom, L.A. has the money. They're going to pay it to him. He's going to go. So the fact that he re-signed with OKC shocked everyone. Because you land LeBron, 
And then what was it? Two, three days later, you hear Paul George is resigning. No, Paul George resigned before they landed LeBron. Are you sure about that? Guaranteed. I okay, saw the I'm Paul mixing George. Like no, but what I'm saying, I'm sure him and LeBron had a conversation. Yeah, may, yeah. Behind the scenes. You know what I mean? And I'm sure him as and Westbrook had knowing, a conversation. I think LeBron, because LeBron signed immediately. Right, yeah. It was It was an, an immediate sign. And I right. mean, like, to me, if you know LeBron is going to sign immediately, why wouldn't you want to play with him? I have no idea. Like, I get OKC. As far as, like, a focus on basketball thing I think is going it came on, down to money. And I'll, I'll tell you why it came down to money. But they could have given him max. Like, they, they had the money to give him a max. They have the money, but they weren't going to give him max. Because they didn't give LeBron max. Well, LeBron didn't ask for a max. I don't, LeBron Dude, shouldn't have to ask for a max. But that's what I mean. It's LeBron. Right. If LeBron is going to get a max, he's going to get a max. Right. He went for 154 mil. For but at years. the same time, it's understanding that all his endorsements, his Nike deal, like, he... Dude, if he wants to play for more the potential veterans being, minimum. But more potential of being in movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a like, lot of opportunities. LeBron can there. literally play for the veteran minimum and not bat an eye because of all the money he still has coming in. Of course. A lifelong Nike deal. I mean, let's keep it honest. <laughs> like, if Cousin could walk away. <laughs> we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Take your time. Oh, Take your time. We're going to get there. I can't wait. We're on the Lakers right now. <laughs> but, but another thing I saw with the Lakers... Is that there's a potential of getting Carmelo Anthony. Which I think is stupid. I think if the Lakers are smart, they'll stay far away from Carmelo. Why? What is he going to do? I'm not disagreeing with you. I just want to know your reason as to Personally, why. Personally, he's not a team player. He's not a guy who can take a backup role. He's too much into himself to understand what's best for the team. Because in OKC, if he knew what was best for the team, he would have never demanded to be a starter. He would have taken less minutes. And on top of that, he would have deferred more often than not to either Paul George or Westbrook. He did not do those things. Absolutely. But I also think with the management, with Magic being the head of that organization in terms of president of basketball, I think that's someone he's probably most likely going to respect. I would take advice from and I think magic could convince him to, to play that role and I think I think I think if that's a good assessment if he could convince him to do that yeah he'll be a great asset especially for the young guys like a guy like Kuzma who has a similar game I uh, will say this though one of the biggest factors with Carmelo is Lala and who she would want to be in LA she would, but at the same time, she's, she has to stick in New York for, for power. Like I get she that. She has to stick in New York for power. So I get that. Do you want your husband to be in a city like L.A. without you? You want him to be around LeBron, though. Uh-huh. That's a double-edged sword. Why? LeBron is a very clean guy and i once again use the quotation the air quotations but leave my boy alone lebron's clean. got the money and the means to make sure any dirt he does goes away well there hasn't been any dirt so i'm not gonna accuse him of any me neither but what i'm me saying neither. is <laughs> hey when Dwayne wade was around lebron he was a good guy lebron leaves all of a sudden Dwayne wade has a baby his side chick pregnant that happened after lebron left after lebron left 
You fucking spicy motherfucker. And then guess what? Gabrielle Union's eating your ass, bro. Gab- What's your problem? Gabrielle Union said, boy, you better find your way to Cleveland. She eating that boo like groceries and you have a baby on her during the break? Hey. That's your goddamn mind. I'm just saying. I think I think it'll be a good fit. If, if, if Magic could convince him to, to play that secondary role, I think someone like Magic could explain the game. You know what? I, I, I could see the value in him. I'll being buy there. into your your magic theory. I rate it. I'll I'll, I'll buy into it. But, but if it wasn't for magic, no. I just feel like the like the ego of Mello. He's just one of those guys that he still believes he's that dude. He's still a starter. He's a top top guy. And I just feel like when you have a team like LA, like as we know the the roster right now. Well, let me ask you a question. You're okay, better who, off without. But who would have started instead of Melo on that OKC team? Dude, honestly, you could take anyone off that. But there's back. nobody there that could but have started. But they just got back Felton, too. Raymond Felton. Yes. they ju- Look, I'm not saying that's a Raymond prize pig. Felton. I'm not saying that's a prize pig. Clearly not. But he's a one through three kind of guy. Raymond Felton has been nice since he was in college. But you put him back in OKC? That's okay. He had good numbers in OKC. That's cool. Maybe back in that that city, that system, back with Westbrook, with Paul George, it might work out. No, I, I'm not saying he wouldn't, but I'm just saying I think Carmelo played the best ball he played. I think if they buy him Where, out in OKC, no, obviously not. I said he played. Oh, yeah. It, it, his glory days are over. <laughs> He's in past other his words, prime. right? Yeah. That's He's what I'm saying. His, prime. his glory days are done. Like let's let's be honest. I don't, and I think his glory days were short lived. Yeah, but. I think, honestly, from a basketball perspective, I think if he was to be humbled, it will be by LeBron James and Magic Johnson. Well, yeah, because you're going to be surrounded by winners Greatness. who know how to win, who, Greatness. who have been through the ups and downs of winning and losing. So, yeah, like 100%. I just feel like unless he's going to be a spot shooter and he's going to respect that he's going to be an off-the-bench spot shooter, like almost like a Ray Allen role. I don't think he has a problem with that. At this I point, hope of, he doesn't have. Because I mean, at this point, he already got That's, the money. If LA gets him, he got if the money. He got the money. Yeah, he does. New York hooked him up. New York, <laughs> New York hooked him up real nice. He has the money, right? So but if, he has to be willing to take, like, to understand, you are not the guy you think you are. Let me finish my point. You need though. to take a step back. He got the money. OKC buys him out. He signs to the Lakers for the veteran minimum. Fine, we give him two million. I think he takes the vet better minimum. I think he would. Because at this point, in his career... At the very least, he's taking 8 mil. Whatever. Get, that's whatever. too much. <laughs> hey, Booby got five. But I'm just saying... But Booby's coming off from the Achilles injury. Anyways, I'm just saying... Pelican We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Pelican <laughs> offered him 40. But point in case is, I think where he's at in his career is he's more chasing a ring for the legacy. And I think that's where he's... He, they're going to put that... They're going to approach him at that angle. Yeah. And I think if they were to get Lance Stevenson, if he was to sign, Lance Stevenson is a great baller. You know, straight out of Brooklyn. Got a shout out. Hey, relax, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, Lance Stevenson, LeBron James. You got Kuzma. Carmelo's a nice fourth, fifth piece to work with as a shooter. You know what I mean? Coming off the bench. So we're not. Putting an inside man, like no, we're gonna put. I'm just talking about the shooters they got on the squad. Yeah. Ball's not really a shooter yet. Yeah, his form's no, a bit no, off. No, no, I wouldn't say. But what I'm I was just saying talking about, I'm talking about like, like real guys who could. Guy. We could, 
he and he's a big guy. Like Carmelo can post up. He could play play real, real, real ball. Just do mid range to yeah. layups. He, and, he, and he could. Not a lot of people could guard him. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? When he focuses. And with the think, hoodie on. <laughs> hoodie mellow, baby. But when you think about it, he's the only one from the top five draft that hasn't got a ring. That's a problem. <laughs> LeBron got a ring. Chris Bosh got a ring. Yep. Mello don't got no ring. Wade got a Wade ring. Wade got a ring. A number two got a ring. What's his name? Darko Miller. Darko Miller check going with the Pistons. <laughs> That's true. He went number Fuck. two. And he I got forgot a ring. about Darko. My so God. now Carmelo got to be like, yo, I'm the old, top five in my class. I ain't got nothing. I went third. He got the millions. He went third <laughs> overall. Third <laughs> he got, overall. He got the millions. But that don't mean shit. I mean, you he, know already, Look, he already has a college, if, if he has the a college championship. Do it, if the Lakers do it, I mean, power to them. It's still fuck the Lakers all day. They can suck my dick from the back. I don't give a fuck. I mean, that's fuck one LeBron James jersey I don't want to have. Fuck them. Fuck them. It's fuck Lakers all day for me at the end of the day. But I kind of like the fact that he's over there. Because he's taking out. If he takes out. The LeBron? Yeah. Because if he. Yo, I, I feel like a lot of people who've been talking about, oh, the only reason he wins is because he's in the East. Are gonna wake up to the fact that while he was in the East, he was still beating West teams. But but look at it from LeBron's perspective. If he was to make it to the finals this year, not no 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 hold on, just not, yeah. not, not this year. <laughs> but let's say this year, just for the sake of argument, who in the East is gonna stop him? He got a championship for real. Yo, the Raptors if might could, make it if he can take a. <laughs> Demar is Demar is yo, still ima- having nightmares. Yo, imagine the Raptors make it and. By some stroke of faith, the Lakers make it as Lakers versus Raptors in the final. Bro, Demar is still having cold sweats, bro. Be nice. <laughs> Yo, if the Lakers were to beat the Raptors in the final, they literally are LeBron Curse. They are like one hundred percent LeBron. They curse. got swept, and it wasn't like a swept. Like okay, no, they got no, handled. They, Dude, LeBron was having a fadeaway shot, like, clinic. Like, I thought it was a camp of, like, all right, today we're working on our fadeaway oh, shot. Yeah. It was really, it was a taking to school every I day. I remember I saw a blog post where they took, like, the, the top eight most disrespectful fadeaway shots LeBron took, and I think it was game two or game three, from least disrespectful to most disrespectful. It was a fucking clinic. Oh, like, it was a clinic. It, it was like Dirk Nowitzki was channeling his energy into LeBron so that none of his fadeaways would miss. But no, I felt when LeBron played with those guys, it was he was playing with his little nephews. Yeah. Like he was like, Oh yeah, yeah you want to talk shit? Yo, right, no it, it was a night at the Rucker. Yeah. Like it was just it, it was, was like, just, yeah, I I brought my shorts, like I'm I'm dressed to go, let's ball. And yeah, it, it he was, was playing disgusting. with a bunch of people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. But my my, my whole point is if LeBron could once he reached the pinnacle of being on the top of the East, the Western Conference, no one in the East is stopping him. None. No one. And I not don't, Boston, not Philly, not Toronto. And like I don't no think Lakers are done shopping. No, of course not. And they got the oh, trade no, deadline. No, no, no. Look, if people think the Lakers are done, they don't know Magic Johnson, big dick doink swinging around, bro. Like, dude, if, if the LA Dodgers are any indication of what magic's willing to spend it and granted there's a cap and luxury tap blah 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 whatever 
When hasn't the Lakers paid the luxury tax? Dude, they're, they not, paid uh, it. they're not there yet. They're not there yet. No, no. But they paid it for every five, every all those five championships they won. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure they're willing to do it again. Oh, hell yeah. 100% they're willing to do it again. And, and that's the thing. They haven't even hit their cap yet. No. But I'm just saying, like, if because the most Dodgers, of their, most of because their, of what Magic did with the Dodgers, if there's any indication of what he'd be willing to do with the Lakers, he's going to drop those fucking checks every chance he gets to get the people he fucking wants. Which is why I'm shocked Paul George didn't go to the Lakers. Which is why now we're going to go into the fact that I'm shocked Cousins didn't go to the fucking Lakers. I'm not shocked. I know Cousin was an idiot. No, I don't think he's an idiot at all. And I'll tell you why. The one thing that a lot of people forget from this whole situation was the fact that like he felt there would have been some offers on the table, especially from the Pelicans. But on, there was. When free agency opened up, Pelicans didn't give him an offer. No other teams gave him an offer. And legit, no other teams, like his agent said straight up, no other teams gave him an offer. Cousins called his agent and was like, yo, find out what Golden State's talking about. But I heard about the Pelican deal before. They I only brought that up afterwards, but they never sent it. So he was never offered the $40 million for two years? No. Not before he contacted Golden State because nobody had. And, and remember, he signed on day two of free agency. He didn't sign. He agreed. He agreed. No one signed yet. He agreed. Right. On day two. But the Pelicans hadn't. Like, I mean, like, if this is your guy, there should be talks on the phone prior to, like, free agency opening up. Nah. I, I just think Boobie's. I, I don't know. I can't believe that the but Pelicans. I'll, I'll tell you why he's not done. You signed for 5.4, one year. You're coming off an Achilles injury. Those are the type of injuries for any athlete that literally changes you. Because oh, most definitely. that's an injury where that leg will never be the same. Not no only matter that. how long like you get the perfect surgery, you rest up, you do the rehab, you do everything, your leg will still never be the same. It will never be as strong or athletic as your other leg. You will have a setback no matter what you do. No, I know that for a fact. So on top of that now, you're in a situation where they're saying the very earliest you'll be back is December. But they're looking at a late January, February return for you. When you come back, you're coming on a team where you don't have to force yourself to be great right away. True. So now you're going to come back as a backup role. The minutes you get, show and prove. And but, on top of that... But I think that was going to be the same case in with the Pelicans. Possibly, but understand. What do you mean possibly? With the, and I say it like this. The amount of years... Cousins has been on shitty fucking teams. Like the Durder Kings. Moves over to the Pelicans. They Was he drafted good. by the Kings? Uh I'm not sure. I think he played with somebody else before. Let's do a quick Google search while I finish off my thought. So you've been at the bottom for so many years, right? Now you get in a situation where Nobody's hitting you up, and you're looking at yourself like, you know what? Screw this. I hate the losing situation. The one time I'm in a winning situation, I get injured right before playoffs. I can't even help my team be great. I'm going to go in a situation that's good for me. Like, straight up. What's good for me? But you see, the problem that I have with that... I'm he goes to them, and, and like I said, like, let me finish my thought. He goes to the Warriors. He doesn't have to overwork. He's going to play in a situation where, like, he can show and prove. 
and there's like a 98.99% he's going to win the ring. After all the shit he's gone through, after the league trying to make him the bad guy, after being one of the guys who had the highest techs every fucking season, put yourself in a situation where you're not going to stress. And look, we talk about how you got to put yourself in positions where you protect your mental health. Right. You're good, you're great. And yeah, the Sacramento Kings selected him. But the thing is, this, 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 I'm, I'm glad you brought up mental health. Him going to Golden State is like, I don't have to worry anymore. But that's my problem. He's never been a guy who never worries. He's always so been. So we know. So we know, fine. So we know. I mean, let's be honest. He's always been put in position where he has to worry. So that's probably why we. I look at it from that perspective. Yeah. I think it's going to be problematic for him when he co- want to come back and he feels like he can go and Steve Kerr said, no, you're not ready yet. And then he's going to get frustrated. Even though at that point, he's going to get a ring. But in let's say in the last three months of the season so let's say let's say end of january till april when playoff starts how much runs could you really get into it you know what i mean and that's gonna be a problem because it's a one-year contract if, if a lot of teams don't if he can't showcase his talent within that three month span then what does he do i think a guy like him will be able to showcase it. i'm not saying he's not able to and keep in mind like the biggest stage for showcasing will be the playoffs. absolutely Regular season will essentially be a warm-up for him to get into the rhythm, get into the system, and right. really like break it down. Now, we haven't even talked about the major issue. The Golden State Warriors is a small ball team. There's not a uh, there's not but a. But you know what? They're a small ball team. But understand, like Javale McGee is not a small ball guy, but he was able to play in that system. All you have to do is keep up, get in position, and the things will work for you. But that's my point. He has a killer recovery. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. He's not going to be able to keep up with that, bro. We don't know that yet. We, know. we don't know that yet. And look, the only way he won't be able to keep up is if they rush him and force him in. The only thing, no. I'm expecting him late January, early February. Uh, Me that's too. My expectation. That's what I'm saying, the last three months. And if that's the case, he'll be fine. But my problem is, I personally don't want him to get frustrated because he looks like someone who does get frustrated easily. I don't want him to get frustrated. And I think playing for the Sacramento Kings is easy to get frustrated quickly. I mean, especially when your coach is always throwing you under the bus instead of taking responsibility for the fact that like he just didn't know how to run young talent. I don't know. I, I just wish him the best because he's a really good guy. I really like watching uh, him play. Hey, man. He's entertaining to watch. So, you know, and I just hope my magic at some point get a fucking guard. Well, they got rid of what's his name last season. We're not talking about them. Poor guy. You know, let's move on. More sports talk. World Cup. Last week we wanted to touch on it, but the conversation was flowing in such a way that we are just like, you know what, screw it, let's leave it alone. But today we had two games, France won and Belgium won. Personally, my pick is Belgium to win it all just because I'm cheering for my boy Eden Hazard. I'm cheering for Courtois. cheering for my boy Bats, you know, Chelsea boys. I got to cheer for my guys. What about Conte? Dude, I... That's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> let me finish my, my my thoughts because on on France side, I got my son, my fucking son, Nagola Conte. I love you, and we got Giroud over there as well. 
It's three against two. I'm sorry. I got to pick the most. <laughs> but I will say this. The fact that France is so stacked with black men. I won't be mad if Belgium loses to them. I won't. Really? I, I really won't. Really? Yeah. They're stuck with talent, first and foremost. Black men. Black, they happen to be black. I mean, Brothers. But Giroud played amazing. Oh, no. I'm not taking anything away from Giroud. Don't get me wrong. Like I said. Giroud, uh, what's his I name? I literally just said I will not be well, hold mad. hold on. I'm not done. If France beats Belgium. What's his name? Pivard? 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 Oh, my God. To me, he has the goal of the, of the tournament. Yeah, like wait, which, against which? Argentina. Oh yeah, dude. That From to me was the, the goal, dude. Leaning back, he just sliced it, and the curve, dude. I like nutted on the ceiling. That was so sexy. Wow. <laughs> TMI. Yes, TMI. It was sexy as nah, fuck. Nah, but today was really a happy and a heartbroken. I was happy for Mbappe. Mind you, I didn't like what he did in the game. You know that fake. I got punch in the stomach shit. Yeah, that was that, that, was, that was a bit of bullshit. But, but, but he's 19, so I give it yeah, to him. Yeah, but look, France is a beautiful team. I'm still like, I'm, I'm cheering Belgium first just because Hazard, man. Like, I, nah, I can't, Belgium's I can't, not going to win. I cannot cheer against Hazard. Like, I can't do it. There's no way. Like, I mean, I was outside, you know, obviously for Uruguay. You know what I mean? Look, there's no more South American teams. It's, it's an all Euro Cup. Yeah, I was point. sad. You know, Cavani didn't play. <sighs> Hard times. Oh, man. Hard times. El Matador. <laughs> didn't play. I mean, what do you want me to say? It's hard times, man. Fuck. But, I was so upset. But then, you know, I watched the Brazil game. And I don't know. I have a bitter, bittersweet feeling about Neymar. Like, I love him when he plays, you know, when he played in Barcelona, when he put, when he put, now that he's playing for Paris Saint-Germain, he plays well, yeah. but he doesn't show up with these international games, and man. It's crazy you said, because a lot of people were saying how leading up to the World Cup, Brazil looked like a stronger team without Neymar. I would say that. And it's sad to say. is. There's no way you put a World Cup lineup out there without Neymar. Well, I mean, they did it in... I mean, oh, okay, Ronaldinho was a bit old when, yeah. when it happened in at, Brazil. At the end of his run, but, but that's but what they I mean. Put like, him, they, they, when you have a guy that's, like, top class like that, you you can't not put him in your lineup. Like, he has to be there from start to finish. I don't know, man. But, like I said, like, th we, we saw it, like... I think he overshadowed those young guys. Uh... It was just it was just bad to watch, man. It look it was bad to watch. As somebody like watching that game, like I, I love Brazil. Like I I always oh, enjoy watching them play. But at the same time, because they are so dependent on Neymar just doing his thing. But I don't think they were dependent on him. I think Neymar is such a big figure. They should have put more stock in Coutinho. Of course. Of course. I second that. That was the problem. That was literally the problem. They, and especially in that second half, you're down to nothing, and everybody's just waiting for Neymar to, to be Neymar. But it's like the only way Neymar can be Neymar is if you have other people step up, yeah, and do something like create Jesus space. Jesus kind of disappeared. Uh, uh, yeah, he did. Like nowhere to be fucking found. Coutinho, like he's there for the crosses. He's there on the inside. Like he tries his best, 
But when everybody just like wears Neymar, pass it to him, everybody else just kind of goes into a slump. So then when they get the ball, it's like, all right, what am I going to do? Yeah. But not now when Neymar get touches, he's surrounded. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it like it, it wasn't surprising to me to see but I, but let's be Belgium honest. do what they did, especially since they they switched their their tactic and they went to a four three three. Yeah, that, which that, was the biggest thing. I was surprised they actually pulled that yeah, off. Yeah, like because they only had two days to make it work. Yeah, and the fact that they did it, it it threw Brazil off, way off. They were not expecting like the middle to be as strong, strong as they were. Was, yeah, and it seemed like for myself, like being someone who's watched Belgium so far, like. Knowing that they pulled off the four three three in a pressure situation, like it wasn't well, even a, die. yeah, it, it wasn't even like we're just gonna park the bus counter attack in a four three three. It was no, we're we're here to like slit your throat in the, in the four three three, yeah. and they did it really well. Considering Brazil does four three three all the time, yep. Biggest difference in this game, it threw Brazil off in the first half. In the second half, they. Stayed in the tactic, but you saw it was more of a park the bus counterattack situation because Eden was 100% proficiency in his dribbles. Like oh, when sure. he got the ball, like he was up the field, yep. pushing it to the sideline or pushing it to the corner, forcing corners, forcing throw ins. Like he was just remarkable. And De Bruyne, like, what, what more can I say about this guy? Like, dominated. The whole game dominated. So many chances, gets his goal in, like, Beautiful. I just think it's going to be an easy run for France. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think because a lot of people thought, considering the slow runs Belgium had in a lot of their games, they thought Brazil was going to come because Brazil's been like hitting fast every time. That they were like, yeah, if Belgium keeps it up this way, they're fucked. But I think Belgium is going to switch their tactic again going up against France, and that's going to be the biggest difference. I don't know, man. There's too much talent on that French team. No. Too much. Man. A lot of talent. Too much, man. Like, personally, I think whoever wins between France and Belgium is winning the World Cup. Like, I feel like that it's that to a T. Well, I, uh, the only way that can be fractured is if England makes it to the final. I don't think England stacks up either. Well, they're playing Sweden. I think they're going to beat Sweden. They're going to beat Sweden. Like, Harry Kane has just been remarkable. He's currently the goal leader. So he's going to get that good old goal boot. Like, it's his. Yeah. It's a lock. If he scores even one goal this game, it's enough. I think he will. He's yeah, been scoring too, probably yeah. much every like, game. He, he's remarkable. He's remarkable. And between Russia and Croatia, I think Russia's going to win that game. You're going for the home team. Not that I'm going for the whole team. It's just... The home team has stacked up in ways that I, I feel a lot of people haven't respected them for. I'm, not, I'm one of those people. I know I didn't respect them. I didn't expect it. I was just like, wow. Like, I saw the way they, they were passing the ball. They're very proficient with what they're doing. Very strategic. Very clean. I was like, yo. You know, they, 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 they're doing their thing. But... I really wanna I really wanted to see Brazil, France. I think that would have been a really good game. So but yeah, no, like I said, like I think the final either way, like between France and Belgium, one of those teams is gonna win it. And then after that, like I think England's gonna make it to the final. I'd be shocked if they didn't. But 
No, like legit. It's been a great fucking tournament so far. It has been. It's very entertaining. It's like from the the remarkable eliminations that we didn't think we were gonna have, like yeah. like Portugal and Spain, Argentina, Argentina leaving, you know, like Germany, Germany falling. Like yeah. there's been so many upsets that were just like. And it wasn't even like really like upset. It was just to show that like, yo, there's other teams out there that could play. Exactly. It wasn't like an upset. And, like, and, and what you're seeing as well is like a lot of the young young teams. teams yeah. That like teams that took a chance and we're like, you know, we're gonna look to our young guys and we're gonna make it work. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least we know this is our future. Right. Give them that opportunity to show and prove and like show who they are. And you're seeing a lot of these young teams are the ones that are in it right now. Right. You know, and and, and dude, we've had like remarkable games, some OT matches, some shootouts, yeah. goals that were just like mind blowing. Like I feel like the last time we had a tournament like this was. Maybe, 2006? Yeah, 2006. Yeah. 2006 was like the last one that was like this, where just every team that got to this point gave it so much oh, yeah. to enjoy. They let it out on the line. Yeah. Uh, two minutes, two minutes. We're going to be right back. Hey, everybody. You're listening to the Don't Be Mad podcast. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio website, and Podbean. Please share, like, rate, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your pets. Jamali wanted the music back. Yeah, Jamali wanted his music back. So uh, now that it's back, uh, who's your World Cup pick? France. France, you're locked in. You're settled. Locked in. Locked in and settled. I'm. I'm sticking to Belgium. I'm locked in and I'm settled. And you go be disappointed. You got to pick another one uh, on Wednesday. You're going to have to pick a new team on Wednesday. Now you think. You wish. I know. You wish. There's no way Belgium is beating France. Hazard is getting his first World Cup, baby. Happening. Mbappe is going to be the youngest one. (laughs) Young Gunners, man. Young Gunners. He's here. I'll be honest. I will not be mad if France wins. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm going to tell Conte what the fuck you did. My you son? Went, you went against my your son? own blood. My son, he understands. No, he doesn't. Because he'd be like, oh, A father cheers for you, his you son cheering regardless. for Hazard? Like, I get it. Hazard is a beautiful man. No, he man. would not say that. Hazard is a beautiful man. Especially when you're talking about black he has power. legs of gold. You're talking about black power? Dude, there's black people on Belgium. What are you talking How about? How many? Three players? Okay, not as much as... Ah. <laughs> as but still. Dude, like, like I said, there's three Chelsea players on Belgium compared to two on France. It's not about your club, your favorite club, bro. Look, I know it's always country over club. I get that. Yes, it's always country over club. Most but definitely. When when my club has majority players on one, I cheer for them. So I just I just give it up like that. All right. So um, last sports topic of the day before we end this, baby. We gotta do a bit of hockey. That's not my strong Should point. Should we start on Habs or start on the Leaves? Let's start with the Leafs. The Leafs have been showing that they're here to compete, and they snagged the hometown favorite boy, Jonathan Tavares. Yup. You guys allowed that to happen. What do you mean we allowed it, fuck? I mean, like, what what are we going to do? What are we going to do in this situation? Get rid- We've known since day one this guy's been a diehard Leafs fan. That he's wanted to play at home at some point in time in his career. 
what better time than now when the Leafs are on the rise to join them and bring them to that place where they will literally be Stanley Cup eligible? I don't think they will be, but okay. Honestly, I I see them at the very least making it second round, maybe even Eastern Conference Final. They're they're a strong team. And it breaks my heart to say this of the Leafs because I am a Has fan through and through. But they they got one, man. I used to be a Hab fan. But it pissed me off. And now I don't <laughs> give a shit if they win or lose. Oh, man. But it'll be nice to see a Canadian team win it. But not them. <laughs> but hey, not them. Maybe if they win... The Canadians are gonna take shit serious. I hope so. Maybe that's what that's I the catalyst Wilson, that needs like, to happen. Starts looking at his team with a bit more vigor and, and decides that he's gonna winning over everything. Yeah, like legit. Like I feel like the biggest problem the Habs have had lately is because we consistently make money. Oh, for sure. They don't look at it as a loss no matter what. No. Like Molson just looks at it as the cash is numbers. flowing, like the numbers are there. Yeah. So we just stay the course. But I mean, like you look at teams like Toronto, you look at teams like Ottawa. Edmonton, Ottawa. Well, Ottawa, they just lost Carlson. But, but when I say Ottawa, I don't mean like in this present time, but they've been building continuously. Right. They've always looked yeah, at ways to progress agreed. and getting better and players. Like you're looking at Winnipeg, especially right. like you look at a lot of these Canadian teams where not necessarily like they are like competing to the point where they're championship teams but, but they're, they have, a they good have solid, the foundation yeah, they exactly. have the foundation to be there and whether it's chemistry needs to be more developed or one or two pieces are missing better coaching it's it's a quick band-aid fix there and go. they're there whereas the Habs it's like look we we just lost Weber for five to six months couldn't care less and I mean like you look at what we've done over the last few years, like we're we still need that dominant center. The sad part about it, though, is that Montreal has great players. They don't value them. They get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, dude, Eller and Smith Pelly. And I'm actually gonna get right into. It. <laughs> I mean, come on. And the sad and part is that these, go to the, these players, the Capitals and they go they, to other they teams and they win. They yeah. perform well. You look at PK in Nashville. Yeah. Like he goes there and he's winning. You know, like we've had so many situations where we've had great players. Yeah. We, we just let them, them go. to winners. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, great. We got Placanic back, apparently. I mean, like, and this guy, wow. was, this guy shows up not every night. And, and like, like, I'm a guy who loves Placanic. Like, he's a great player. But, but he's not consistent. He's an older player. But he's also not no, consistent. No, it's not even a matter of consistency. He's an older player. Right, but when Where he was younger, he was not consistent. The young core, the Habs, is missing. That's our issue. And our young core that we had, we gave away. And now you're looking at us in comparison to whether it's an East team or it's a West team. We we know on paper and on the ice from last season, we can't compete. There you go. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing, man? Money counts. Money counts fucking organization counts management counts it's just i just feel like for and like i said like we need a center 
This is something we've needed for four or five seasons now. Right. We haven't addressed it. Yeah, we drafted a great center, but he's not NHL ready yet. No, not at all. He needs at least a season. Two. Realistically, two, if we're lucky, one. To really get developed and ready to go before we can push him in there. Like, we, we get rid of Galchenyuk, a guy who started as a center and we kept throwing him back and forth between center and wing instead of like committing to him as a center and letting him develop as a center and be great as a center and we shot ourselves in the foot that way yep. and we trade him away and the team that he went to sorry i can't remember right now this is my fault i didn't write it down but they say straight up he's gonna play center of course duh that's his natural position I honestly think Montreal lost his luster when it comes to the excitement of hockey. I, it, it kills me too because Montreal, as a city, when the Habs are doing well, it's one of the greatest fucking places to be. Great experience. When Habs are in the playoffs, win or lose, this city is alive. It's vibrant. Everyone's happier. There's Habs gear everywhere. And you, not even just that, you know what's really heartbreaking is that you could tell the city rolls with these players. Even though they get rid of them, the bars are still packed when Subban's playing. Yeah. They're packed when Dude, LA's when playing. when we traded Subban, I know so many people who went out and bought PK Subban Nashville Predators gear. Of course. Because we love them. Right. And we finally got players that the city's standing behind. Yeah. The city embraced. And as opposed to looking at that and feel like, oh, these guys are going to feel welcome in the city. They want to stay in the city. Your first thing is to do is up and move them. And the sad part is you're not getting back nothing in return for these guys. Nothing, nothing substantial. Yeah, yeah, nothing substantial. Nothing so it's like you're, you're giving away. You know, I can understand if they're giving away these players and they're like either getting good draft picks from them or, you know, a better player in the interim. No, they're not doing that. Yeah. And so that's where I think it's not a coach issue. It's a management issue. Yeah. Ownership issue. And until that ownership realizes that, yes, they're in business to make money. The goal of being in business is to be profitable. And with a, with a club like the Montreal Canadiens, I don't think they're ever going to have a problem with being profitable. Absolutely not. So it's Dude, like we were in the bottom of the bottom last season and we were still selling out damn near every single game. The okay. last game was sold out. Like no, like from the moment, like it does not matter who's on the ice for the Habs. Habs will sell. They right. continuously sell. The problem is we're not putting out a team that makes you want to buy in. Right. Which is insane. And it's not even just buy in, but they're not producing. They're not cohesive. They're not. You know, it's just it's it's sad because, like, at one point. You know, when PK was there, Galchenyuk, you know, Ella, they were a young team. Yeah, they were not the greatest defensive team, but it was entertaining. Yeah, exactly. People value them. People exactly. like, oh, man, this is good. We see a good future. And then what you do, you take all the great pieces, you get rid of them. All the great young pieces. Pieces, right. But Right? And you get rid of them, and then you replace them with nobodies. And then, and then you blame Price. <laughs> It's a shame, and, and I hate the fact that Price gets has to shoulder it because 
if you have five guys in front of your goalie that are competent and ready to go, your goalie doesn't have to work as hard. Most definitely. Look at the Capitals. Right. Holtby is phenomenal. But the five that get on the ice in front of him make sure his job is less stressful. Of course. They make sure, look, if there's a rush against you, we got your back. Don't forget, a goalie is the last line of defense. Exactly. You can't be your first and last. Exactly. And I think that's the position Price is in. Yeah. He's the first and last, and it's easy for you to make a mistake And in a game like hockey where a goal is something that I would say it's it, compared to other sports, it's really hard to come by. It's it's similar in comparison. Although last season we had one of the highest goal right. scoring seasons, right? It's similar to soccer. soccer, yeah. Where one goal in changes the whole dynamic of the tactics you run, right? The strategy you play, the tempo and the, of the players game. you put out for the most right. minutes. The whole game changes. Yeah, like one goal can do that because we've seen so many games where it's like one, one nothing, zero. two zero, two one, like. That's a right. Like usually, if a, if a team scores three goals, that's the team that's gonna win. Of course. So with that type of mentality, if everything is on your goalie, like he can't save and score for you. Right. He can only do so much the same. And if he's seeing, but not only that, twenty-five he, shots plus a game, you shouldn't win that game. No. Which is what was happening to us. Right. We need to be able to go out there and make sure our goalie has a temperament that's cool that he's seen in between. 15 to 20 going into the third and then at that we're shutting shit down because we've scored at least one or two goals right but that's not what's happening no not at all i i really don't know what they're gonna do in the years to come but i hope they do you know take heed and look at what they're doing because it's destroying a great legacy yeah and i just i mean looking at teams that we've seen go into major slumps like decade plus long slumps we're getting to that point where that we're a team that the last time we won was 94 and what happened right after that they got rid of patrick Roy. we lost and then lot. he went to where the avalanche he won how many twice with them we lost and it's, a it's lot. What, and so therefore this this habit of getting rid of great players and they go to other teams and succeed been happening since then yeah, and I think it's about time they t- they open their eyes and be like, "Yo, listen, we're gonna stick with a core guys, young guys, give them whatever support they need, and let's see where it takes us." And it's sad to say that they had a great core, young core to work with, <coughs> that was working well, and just to watch it them dismantle it with no with no plans. Like you, I, I don't know where they're headed. Yeah. It's disheartening to watch, and I'm not going to watch the, the Montreal Canadiens next season. You know what, like, just to put a final word on this, as a diehard Habs fan, I just hope, like, I know this season is definitely going to be a throwaway like last season was, but hopefully, maybe we get lucky and we make some moves during the season and we, we pull off something that's just remarkable. But I'm just looking at it as whatever we have coming forward and the young talent we have, let's push them forward. Treat it like it's a fucking soccer team. Yeah. You know, like you got your guys in your minors and your unders. Give them a chance to shine. Of course. Bring them up. Give them the call because we know this is not a season we're going to win. No. So let's see what we have. Let's assess our talent. Right. 
put the best talent forward and then from there going into next season because we showcase what we have and what we're capable of as far as our young core goes and building a foundation and having them exposed to the real exactly deal. having them exposed to nhl speed hockey from there hit the fucking ground running yep do it because i feel like a lot of teams especially now like a lot of not teams players Players aren't going to want to come to your team unless they know what's around them. Right. It's not them doing everything. Like, taking it back to basketball. Like, LeBron went to the Lakers because, one, it was good for his family. And, two, there's talent around him that he can work with. And he can make it so that he's not doing everything. Exactly. If you want to sign a big name, you got to make sure a big name sees who's there. And is like, I can work with that. Absolutely. The Habs need to get to that point where they're like, this is what we have. This is the talent we have. We can work with this. You can work with this. Let's push forward. With that being said, like I said, we're going to make this a shorter episode because we got to go to our boys' birthday party. We're already like Most a good definitely. two, three hours late. But one thing I will say, I want to thank everyone who hit me up or hit the podcast up and, and were basically like happy that we were back. Most giving definitely. us well wishes, spreading the word, all the shares, all the likes. Like honestly, it was it was beautiful to see because like I said, we were gone for so long and, and people were hitting us up about it and just trying to find out what was going on. And honestly, like it, it felt really good to like get your love, get your your support and just keep it up, man. Just understand like it doesn't go unnoticed. Like definitely we, we see it all, we talk oh, we to each other about it all. It all. And honestly, like we we literally do this because you guys tune in every week, because you guys hit us up. You know, whether it's through text, through tweets, through Instagram, through emails, like everything you guys send, we we pay attention to. Criticism, we pay attention to, like we love it, man. Oh yeah. Keep it coming. And and dude, like we're once again we're in the new studio. Like we're living it up. We're we're feeling very good about our situation oh, right now. So the more you send us, the more we want to work hard for you guys. Yeah. Like we, we just want to keep crushing it week after week. Yep. And if you have a topic you want us to discuss, you want to get a point of view. Yeah. Don't be afraid to, yeah. uh, to ask us to talk about something. If, if you have a scenario that you want us to like give some insight on, like, dude, like we're here for that. Like, Oh, definitely. Also on top of that, like understand the next maybe two, three weeks, we're going to have a guest on yep. a couple guys that we were on their show where we're going to work it out and make sure that they get on ours because Dude, they did us the favor and we get we just want to send it right back to them and like these are cool dudes right same they're energy. very much mellow great energy like ours and just know like in the next coming weeks like we got a lot lined up for you guys yep, some, we're working some on some special things. guests some great conversations like we always do man yep so like i said if you guys want us to discuss something you know what i mean reach out to the podcast Dude, we're, we're friendly people man and we'll be definitely <laughs> you know incorporated in our show Right. I mean, some of us are more friendly than others. So as always, the way we end this, you know how you can link us. We're on Twitter at Don't Be Mad Pod. You can link us up on that. We're also on Instagram, Don't Be Mad Pod. On Facebook, Don't Be Mad Podcast. And we're on all the major streaming sites. We're on Apple. Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. iHeartRadio website. Yep. Stitcher, Podbeam, we're all there. So hit us up, listen, share, tell your friends, tell your families, and tell your pets. And provide us with good feedback, whether right. whether you think we mightn't like it or we would. We need your honest feedback. Like, share, and rate. There you go. I'm Matthew at LeftyLucky underscore on Twitter. 
And I mean, it's your boy, Jamali. Like I say, if you know me, you can reach out. I'm going to, one day, I'm just going to post his phone number so you can all hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We out. We're the Dolby Mad Podcast.